shit, that's why. Every day like the same, the same, same, same. And no matter what I smoke, I can never really lose the blame. And if it's all the same, I'll just take the pain. I don't even need to know a name. All right, what's up, everyone? This is 7 Octobers. Hello, hip-hop heads and horror fans. Here's another episode of Nightmare on Cedric Avenue podcast. It's season three, episode four. Today I have a dope guest, uh, but before we, I, I introduce him and everything, just wanted to um, say the track that I just played. It's actually my guest, um, so it's the homie Kilsey Ray. He just dropped his um, album uh, or EP uh, called Simple, and the track I just played is called Same Same. Um, go check it out. We're going to discuss that. But again, I have a dope guest. It's uh, Kilsey Ray. He's an MC a filmmaker, photographer. He's a member of the art collective, The Fresh Date. Um, he also is the host of the Crappy Awesome podcast, editor at large at Platform Collection that I'm proud to be a part of. Uh, technically, he's my boss and also my friend and mentor. So without further ado, I'll bring him on the screen here. What's up, Kelsey? Hey, what's up, Gabby? Hey, How's so <laughs> good. <laughs> um so we ha this is the second time actually I'm interviewing you. The first time it was when I was first starting out actually, and I had uh, no visual podcast. It was all audio. Um, so the, for those that oh, follow my that's blog, right, right, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yep, exactly, yeah. So for those that follow the blog, I've interviewed you before, so I obviously switched it up because I don't want to ask the same questions. For those that actually did read the the interview or, or listen to it when it was on streaming, so uh, just to get started get it a little bit into it uh, you just debuted it uh you know simple we'll get in that into a little bit but how, how are you doing how are you feeling after releasing that um i'm good I, I i think uh now i'm good i think i've been telling like a lot of people that it has it was like a stressful situation i'm not um uh i'm not really into putting together like projects like albums only because I like to release music in real time. Yeah. Um, but not because I think albums aren't good, but because I think that it's um it's a way for me to stay connected with my audience. So that's why I like to release music a lot. And not being able to do that obviously could bother me at some point. And yeah. it kind of <laughs> did for a while. But yeah. I'm good now. That's I'm good. good. Now now that the project's out and it and it's out there in the world, I'm I'm cool. That's dope. Yeah, I, I've, I've seen, like, obviously the dope feedback from people and everything from your interview last night with Jeffy. Shout out to Jeffy. Um, obviously, you've been getting a lot of great feedback. So uh, kind of to throw do a little throwback, like I mentioned, I interviewed you before, and I kind of went back uh, to do, you know, a little research and bring some stuff that you had mentioned in that interview. So one of the things that always stuck to me from that interview was that you said you wanted to say the most profound things in the simplest ways which I feel you accomplished that with this album, um, which is kind of crazy that what you said like two years ago kind of goes with the album called Simple. So yeah. uh, before we talk about Simple, you, obviously in 2020, you released, like you said, you love dropping like singles real time. So you dropped six singles in 2020. And then you also in 2019, you did six singles as well. So you, you stayed consistent. Um, why did you yeah. do singles 
obviously you said real time, but why do you think singles were better in, in those two two years before actually releasing the album now? Mm. I don't know. I think that um, I have a like my idea of an album has always been like a collection of thoughts that go together mm-hmm. or like a narrative or a story. Um, and that wasn't really what I was talking about. I was talking about stuff in real time. So it was like how I felt. I think if you follow all the songs I released before simple, you can kind of follow them in order of how they came out and you can kind of see like how I was like developing as a person. Um, and whereas with simple, I would say simple is like me during COVID really like during this last 2020 during like one of the craziest years of my life for sure. Yeah. It was a collection of those thoughts in, in all of that, you know, during that time. So I think that's like the major difference. And that was that I definitely like releasing singles. I've, I'm going to go back to that for sure. Okay. Um, maybe another album. I, I I've been saying I haven't, I don't really want to do another album. Mm-hmm. Um, not anytime soon, but we'll see. You okay. know, the far the farther I get away from it, the more I'm able to like enjoy it. You know. Okay, perfect. Yeah, and then before I get to the next question, I, I hear a little bit of crackling on your mic, so I don't know if it's the. Is there um, a little bit? How about now? Of, it looks. I think it sounds fine. Test it one more time. Check, 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 check. One two, one two, one two. Okay, I think that's better. Yeah, so a little I'm bit crackling. I'm not crackling. hearing it on my side. Yeah. Okay. Maybe it's my mic. I don't okay. know. Okay. Um, so which, uh, from the singles that you dropped, like those technically 12, if you add them together, which one was like your favorite one from 2019 and 2020? Uh, um, hmm. My favorite one? Yeah. Maybe... And like, why? Mm, I feel like, um, God, what is the name of it? Uh, I'm so bad with the names of my own songs. Um, it was the video. This time. I think this time. This time. I liked it because um, I remember when Gene, Gene Flo produced that album, or produced those songs, most of those songs. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I produced a few, but he produced most of them. He produced my favorite ones. And... Uh, I remember when we recorded this time, I kind of knew because of what it was about and what I was talking about and like how the hook went and just, it was a real positive song. I kind of knew that that was going to catch on. And I remember having early discussions with Gene and I think he was pushing, um, never heard it, which was a, was a video I put out as well. Um, but for me it was, I just kind of knew that, um, this time was going to, give me a lot of traction because I felt like a lot of people could relate to that song and they did. That was like, it's probably was up until simple drop. That was like one of my most streamed songs. Um, and the video is like one of the more popular videos. So, and it's one of the songs that like when I did do live shows, Mm -hmm. it was kind of always like a high point of the show. So that's usually how I like it. I, 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 I pick my songs on like the ones I like to perform the most. And this time. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so simple. Um, what did what inspired the album? You mentioned it a little bit briefly, but um, you I remember you were writing it. I think like maybe November after we we finished my my EP. Yeah. What was like the writing process? Like how long did it take you to create? Like how long have you had it finished? Mm, 
so I I uploaded it three times on the day that it was going to come out. So I worked on it all the way. <laughs> yeah. To all the, the way till the to end. The day that it came out. <laughs> to the to the hour. Yeah. To the hour, I was still like fucking with mixes and like for me, mixing and mastering is still such a new thing. Um. So, uh, and I kind of have like my opinion on it is like I like it just has to sound good to me, mm-hmm. you know, because I, I don't what I the reason I took it down and put it back up is because I'd hear it back on the stream and I'd be like, ah, this is a little off. And my thought on that is that I'll be somewhere. Somebody will say, play the record. I'll play it and I won't be able to enjoy it because all I'll hear is that thing that's wrong with it. (laughs) And I wasn't, I cared about this project too much. Like I put too much into it. I sacrificed too much for it to like live, to let it be out there like that. So yeah, I'd say I worked on it the entire time since the beginning of 2020 till the oh, very wow. last day yeah um but but the songs and concepts and writing them um i'd say every song that's on the album was finished within like a couple days from the beginning to end um that's usually how i write only okay. just because i don't i don't write down lyrics so I stay a little longer in the studio. I have my own studio, so I just take my time. Um, and then usually I'll write like verses or hooks, one of them first, mm-hmm. and I never do them both on the same day. So that uh-huh. that that was kind of my practice, uh-huh. um, and that and it just worked for me. Like I felt like it's why the album sounds like the way it is, does. It, it I feel like the verses in the verses and the hooks are very distinct things that do connect to each other but mm-hmm. i try to like change up the energies and i don't think you can do that back to back in the studio or at least i can't so yeah um, yeah but all in all i i think each of them took probably a couple days and i've been sitting on all of them since um november they were all laid down by november okay and then so- they came out on the february 21st so i've been sitting with them since november at least okay and i like i did like the review on my my blog of um the ep or album and i said like it's really like futuristic Mm. i remember you playing me i think it was um it was either same same or which was the one that was produced by spaz uh spasmatic oh meditation meditation Mm. i think you you might have played me like a little bit of it and it sounded way different like the initial one you showed me because i think you were Mm. working on um, changing it up a bit, but I already could tell that. I think I told you like when you, when I listened to him, like it sounds really like futuristic, like outer space type of stuff. And I think that's like your your unique sound that I feel like you've mastered. Um, you're like obviously like obsessed with like UFOs, and you mentioned like a- in the astro and all this stuff. Like why? Um, easy, easy. You're right. <laughs> but you know you're a I fan. Didn't like Area 51 or anything. <laughs> um, <laughs> Where, where did that come from? Like, as far as like, because everything about you is like always futuristic, like the way you think too, even though you, you still try to live in the present. I feel like you're like ahead of your time uh, type I'm of thing. Sound, I'm going to sound stupid right now because I just said that joke. But <laughs> the, you saying that right now, honestly, like you asking me that question right now made me think. Um, I saw a UFO at like 10 with my mom and it was like a okay. very distinct experience mm-hmm. um I, i've talked about it on my own podcast a bunch of times a lot of people who follow mm-hmm. me know that yeah. story but um 
maybe I, I feel like it probably had a lot to do with just thinking about the future, you know, mm-hmm. like seeing something very early on that didn't make a lot of sense to me. Um, yeah. And I didn't say I saw aliens or anything. I, I'm saying I saw a UFO. Mm-hmm. And, um, it was very distinct. And um, I guess like you can't unsee that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you can't really unsee that. So I'm sure that has something to do with it. You know, it's funny as it is that UFO thing probably did have something to do with it. Um, yeah. And and then I think my idea about being futuristic, because I, I consider myself a futurist. Um, mm-hmm. I claim that like I definitely say that I am a futurist. Yeah. Um, and that comes just from watching like my own people, like people from my culture. Um, I'm Mexican-American. I, I see a lot of the stuff that that uh, has kept us in a certain level or a certain place in the United States. And a lot of it is like this unwavering grip on things that already happened, you know? And yeah. It's, it's it's cool to have like I feel like having pride in where you came from doesn't have anything to do with holding on to that time. Yeah. It's acknowledging that time and respecting that time, but holding on to that time is obviously doesn't make any sense if you're moving want to move forward. I want people to move forward and, and that's I guess that's why I'm obsessed with the future. Yeah. Um because I'm trying to figure out plus the fact that Everything that we do, uh, like at least with platform, all the music, everything I do, everything I do in my life, I really like doing it and I want to do it for a long time. So yeah. I don't thinking about it being something of the past is is just not something that ever computes in my head. So yeah. when it comes to sounds, when it comes to anything, I, I get excited about like new stuff. So I think that's where the majority of that mentality comes from. It was sparked early by something that made me go, hmm, and then yeah. it just never really stopped. Yeah, that's dope, though. But yes, yeah, your sound is obviously way different than a lot of, like, the San Diego, you know, the local scene. That's what I think makes you stand out, at least to me, like, from your music. You, if, you, if you even hear the beat, you're like, oh, that's Kelsey Ray, you know, if they even hear it a little bit. So it's kind of cool mm-hmm. that you created your own sound. Kind of like, shout out to, like, Ralph Quasar. Like, he created his own sound, too. It's only a certain amount of artists, yeah, I think, that can do scales. that. Yeah, 18 Scales. Shout out yeah. to Rick Scales. Um, so... Um, what what do you want people to take away from this project? Because obviously, like you said, like claustrophobic kind of took a life of its own. It had a different meaning to you. And then, you know, other people interpreted like because of COVID and all that and became super relatable. Mm-hmm. So what do you want people or do you just want people to interpret it like the way they they see fit to their lives? Mm, yeah. Yeah, I think I think that's probably more it than anything. Like if it helps them or if it um, is something that they feel like they can make room in their life to put it in. I will, I've always said that's all enough for me. Like, yeah, you know, I've gotten some really dope messages from people about the record and, you know, people talking about like that they playing this song or that song, like on repeat or like, that's enough. Like, I don't, I don't really see what more I would want out of it. So I, I want to continue the conversation about the record, and I'll do that by releasing more art around the record. Yeah. Um, and then as long as it's in 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 people's <clears throat> lives and they're enjoying it and they're finding ways to put it in, like mm-hmm. that's that's been an interesting thing. Like you said, like you alluded to the how people interpreted songs in their own way. I yeah. don't think we can stop that. So yeah. as artists, we don't we can't stop that. Our job is just to put it out there, and then they interpret it 
Um, yeah. And so that's cool. And that's that's working. And for me, it's never worked better than it is working right now. So that's dope. You know, I, the, the, I think I feel like it's doing what I wanted it to do, you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, and then you're also, you just kind of started like this whole little crew with you and uh, Gene Flow, which you guys both co-produced kind of this this album too. Um, and you started the, the Invisible yeah. Ponchos um, and you guys performed for the yeah. first time at the Cosba. Um, how is, how is that? Like, is there anything you can say about that as far as like what you guys are planning to do? Cause I know you're focusing right now on simple, but what's your guys' goal as far as like the invisible ponchos? Um, I think that it's, a. Uh, I think we're still working on a lot of stuff. Like really what the invisible ponchos is. And I don't want to leave like Mike Mackey's kind of an invisible poncho as well. So, um, <laughs> It, the three amigos. There, there's others. <laughs> I feel like it's. I feel like it's a way for us. Really, it's just an excuse for us to hang out as friends. Yeah. Um. And then plus the. I think the three of us definitely love the idea that about performing, um, and not, and performing in different ways than like a traditional hip hop group would perform. We like it to be more cinematic. We're into that stuff. Um. And so, yeah, I, I'm interested to see. I think we're going to do a mixtape as an Invisible Ponchos. Okay, um, yeah, I think you mentioned I that, yeah. That's the, that's the very next thing that I'm going to put out. So um, we'll see. Yeah, I don't know what it is yet. I mean, so far, the Invisible Ponchos is what we do when we all work together. So a lot of it's on my album, you know? Mo most of it is the Invisible Ponchos. Yeah. Even when I perform on one I'm by myself, I'm still, like, one of the Invisible Ponchos. Yeah, <laughs> true, true. Um... And then the last time we spoke, um, I had asked you, obviously, because I, I didn't know you that well back then, like what your name stood for. And you said it represented like killing your ego. And the last time I interviewed, you said you were like in the process of doing that. Like, where are you at with that right now? Oh, um, I did some DMT the other day. That always <laughs> helps. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think that's just a journey, man. That's yeah. a journey. Like, for sure. This album is killing my ego. I'll tell you that. Like yeah. this album has definitely killed my ego because, because of the response that I've, I've gotten. It's super. I just can't see how you could be an asshole if people are saying like this nice stuff about things that you created. Yeah. Um, it's very, it's very humbling. It's a very humbling thing. I, I, I keep harping on the idea, but I guess also one of the things is since mental health has been kind of like a corner of one of the things that i do you know yeah if there's like four points of the of of the box like mental health is definitely one of them it's something that i talk about a lot yeah um it's something that i've dealt with in my own life and i feel like um helping other people deal with their own mental health has helped with my own ego you know okay. what I mean? I One, think, yeah. you, you realize you're not that special. Like, everybody goes through a struggle. Everybody goes through, you know, some hard times. And um, because I, I speak about it openly, I think people are feeling more and more open to speak to me about it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I've had friends. I've had family members. When Claustrophobic came out, I had family members who I haven't really talked to hit me up. Yeah. And then and they hit me up in with the idea of like, yo, I just wanted to say I saw your video, blah, blah, blah. And then it would 
inevitably go to like, yeah, man, I, you know, I've been feeling some things during COVID and it's been, and so because it's bringing that kind of stuff out, like I, I have to like listen to how it makes other people feel. And if I take anything serious, if I take myself serious and the music that I do serious, then I have to like respect that, right? Like that I'm dealing with something that I'm not necessarily always in control of. And so I feel like I have to have some respect for that. And it's hard to have an, a real ego yeah. when you know it's not really you. Like it's not, it's not really me. I feel like I don't think any of us, none of us, if you're not at least anointed to me, like with some sort of message to put out into the world, Mm-hmm. then you just won't. And there's a lot of people who don't. So the, if you can do that and you have any sort of success or any group of people that love what you do, then that's a blessing. And you have to exactly. like take that super serious and you have to, you have to be humbled by that. Um, yeah. Otherwise I just don't know what, you know, I'm sure there's like egomaniacs that don't care, <laughs> but True. I just can't function like that. You know, yeah. I worry about when people get hurt uh, about something that I say, and if they get, if their feelings get hurt or whatever, I still worry about that. So yeah, it would be really hard for me not to care about all of this, you know. Yeah, exactly. Then um, I'm kind of glad you touched on like mental health because that, that was one of my questions too. Like, as a creative, like you said, this this project had kind of like a toll on you. Like, for you, like for those listening, other artists or creatives that like might be dealing with the same thing when they create or or after they're done creating. Like, for you, what's like your go to to like you know calm your nerves or even before you even go perform or like for you to get like a mental like break day like self-care like what's your go-to to go back to like you know your normal mm. self i was talking to my manager our manager at hip-hop eddie mm-hmm. um about this because he's really been trying to work with me i'm just taking more compliments better like i'm really bad at taking compliments not that i don't i'm not polite it's just i don't feel a whole lot when people say like they really like something because I'm always like, yeah, but do you really like it? You know what I mean? Like in the yeah. back of my head, it's always like, are you just being nice? Like mm-hmm. I still have that. You know, I still have that. I've done, dude, I've done tours and festivals and I still have that. I still yeah. have that with every single thing that I make. Um, so he's been really trying to get me to like, like first take the flowers, you know what I mean? Accept them. Yeah. Even if it makes you feel awkward, if it makes you, because it, he he's right with everything there's you have to put reps in and if you're not mm-hmm. at least going through the motions and accepting it um i think one of the other things i do anytime i'm feeling really really bad or down is i'll just like literally go outside sit on the steps and just be grateful you know what i mean like think of all yeah. the shit that i'm super grateful for um i realize how lucky it is um but like eddie said uh i think i said i think i told jeffy this but i was telling some telling my cousins this today um because it was just such a profound thing to say like he said that the messengers always suffer yeah uh, if i know that i'm in a job where i'm going to be acting as a messenger sometimes then maybe the idea isn't beating yourself up about feeling stressed or knowing that things feel very important to you or big to you yeah maybe the the better way to handle it is accept the fact that that job comes with those things mm-hmm. and make yourself tougher like make your True. figure out ways to to clear your mind more to like to attack it like that's really what it is you have to attack mm-hmm. mental health before it attacks you um and for deep. somebody who yeah. was like defeated by it for a long time 
Um, I know it's true because if you don't put up the fight, you you'll lose. You'll lose. A lot of my favorite artists have lost. You yeah. Know? Um, but I just don't. I don't feel that way anymore. I don't feel like when I look at when I think about like art. Like I think about, um, you know, a lot of the artists who've lost their lives. Mac Miller. You know, Chris Cornell. Yeah. Like two of my favorite artists ever before they killed themselves. Um, and I never dreamed that they would do that. And yeah. so to know like, damn, they had this life, they had this life, a light, like a literally a light an anointed light is off the planet. Now you can only hear their voices. Um, but they're no longer creating anything Yeah, that, that woke me up. Like the idea of not being able to create anything is enough for me to not want to go anywhere. And so I don't embrace the darkness anymore. Like, I'm not a person who wants to like be all emo and like, I don't want to do that shit. That, that will kill yeah. you. If yeah. you hug that shit, if you make that part of your everyday life and you, and you find all your creativity within darkness, then you're dooming yourself. So I'm trying yeah. not to do, I'm trying not to do that a lot. I, I'm trying not to embrace it. I try to like put it, you know, on a record and then let it go. Yeah, exactly. Um, and which is why holding on to the record for that long, you know, you can see why that would make sense. Like why it yeah. was so painful. It's like you're holding on to that. Oh, I had to sit yeah. with Yeah. 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 It's because it's your emotions. So, like yeah. that's how but, we yeah, do, I would like, tell people. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I would, I would tell people just to like, you know, they have to, I, one thing I'm super bad at mm -hmm. is just reaching out. I know that I know I'm, I'm really, really bad at reaching out to people. Um, I, I'm, I mean, I, I've always had a habit of like taking care of people. Yeah. Um, but I'm trying to get, like I said, I'm just trying to get better at that. I, I think that, you know what? The best advice is just don't stop trying to get better at it. Like I'm trying to get better at it. I yeah. admit like that. I don't do those things. And, and I admit that I'm open to trying it and I'm gonna keep trying it, but damn, if it doesn't make me feel awkward as fuck, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> it's always awkward to me to like ask for help or, or just get help or get compliments or any of that shit. It makes me feel really weird. Yeah, and I get you. I'm, I think I'm the same way, but I think it might come from like our, the culture we come from. Because like, I think when I was telling you about me, yeah. like for where I got bullied or whatever it may be, like we're told kind of as a culture, like handle it on your own. It's Especially I think yeah. the Mexican culture, like yeah. for, especially for you being a man, Yeah. you know, like the whole machistas mm -hmm. where they're like, you, you don't cry, you can't do this, you can't do that. So all that is kind of engraved and then right. you kind of have to like, Rewired. You definitely don't bring the problem home. Yeah. Yeah. And because um, uh, you're obviously like a consistent artist, um, even just like you said that you can't be tied down. You always want to do what you want. Um, you go for your dreams, which is admirable. Um, yeah. What 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 was your childhood like? Like what shaped that work ethic and drive in you? Mm, not having that, I think. Mm -hmm. got me that you know yeah. I, i'm i was lucky enough to know that i didn't i wasn't getting that necessarily like i don't um i come from a single parent my mom worked most of her life okay um she's only like now been able to like retire and like you know and even then you know it's it's not like she well, we're not like a rich family we've always struggled um yeah. but she she was tending to life so there wasn't a whole lot of lessons on how to like maneuver life for me. Like I didn't have anybody telling me what to do with anything. So yeah. 
even though I it took a long time to figure it out and I failed a lot at a lot of things, the one thing that I am confident in is that I know what I'm doing. Um, yeah. And, and so that the work ethic just goes with the idea that I got very early on in this. Like I was exposed to a lot of artists that were like really doing this at a very young age and for a long time I've had that around me. So yeah, once I started to see friends and peers find real success, um, it, it was, it was at first it was overwhelming the thought of like how much it really takes. Like it yeah. takes a lot. Like you and I have talked about this before, mm -hmm. you know, like it just, it takes more than a lot of people are willing to admit um, yeah. because because if they have to admit how much it takes, they might have to admit that they're not up for the task. Exactly. And I think that's the biggest fear for a lot of artists, you know? Um, mm -hmm. And so that work ethic just came from knowing. Like, that's the best way I could say it. I know how much it takes. I know when I'm not doing enough. Like, people think I do a lot right now. I don't think I'm doing enough. So <laughs> if you think I'm doing a lot and you don't do as much as me, then know for sure I know you're not in a position to make it because you have to create your position to make it. And mm -hmm. there are people doing way more than me that deserve more than I do because they're doing way more than me. So yeah, <laughs> uh, my goal is to, to get to a place where I feel is comfortable with what I'm getting and with what I'm putting out. Yeah. That's the goal for me that, that whatever I'm putting out, whatever's coming back is equal to that at least. And it's, it's getting there, you know? And so, I just know that it takes a lot and and if I'm going to stay in this business there's no time to like kick it. Yeah, no this breaks. It's not like a fun <laughs> it's not like a fun place to be like as far as like you don't come here to like not work. Exactly. You know, like in this business you come here if you if you can work 24 hours a day that's the people that they want, you know. Yeah, true. Yeah, well shout out to your mom cuz I mean you grew up watching her work so obviously that kind of also played a part and you know shaped you. Mm -hmm. Um Yeah, yeah. She had the put your head down and just do the job mentality, yeah. you know, and I think I probably got that from her and, and you know, and my grandmother, too. Like, I was really, yeah. really, really close with my grandmother. Okay. Um, And she was a worker, dude. She, she worked till she was not, like, a job. Like, she started in the canneries, like, literally in oh, Logan wow. Heights at the beginning of Logan Heights. That's crazy. The canneries that built the area. Uh -huh. That's where she worked. And, um, and, and prior to that, her mom... And her, like my grandparents worked mm -hmm. on a farm, like in Mexico. So yeah, that part I think was just kind of instilled mm -hmm. finding, um, finding a passion to put it to exactly is something new in my family. That's what I was going to say. Like, yeah. I'm because... the first one in my family to do that. Yeah. Like to do something you love versus just doing something that you got to do to provide for your family. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's dope. Yep. Um, and, and my goal is to like break the cycle for, for the kids in my family. You know what I mean? There's a yeah. lot of kids. I have a lot of um my cousins have kids and we're all very close so we we in fact i literally just met with my cousins today about that topic and we all kind of just pledged to each other that like we're for the kids coming up in our family they're not going to mm -hmm. know any no's like and yeah. we're not going to make them suffer to get the knowledge like i got the no i suffered so they don't have to suffer i yeah. want to hook them up um i really really want to hook them up so that they can have that because i think one of the bad parts of our culture um, and I'm speaking for myself when I, when I think it's the fact that we make, we make our kids jump through hoops. Like we feel like mm -hmm. they have to suffer 
to really appreciate something. And what that is, is I think it's parenting being lazy, not showing what appreciation really is. Like you can show someone what appreciation is through love. Like not, you don't have to do that through pain, but you know, we, we come from a, from parents who had limited parenting skill other than like, I need to keep my kid alive. You know, I need to keep them alive. I need to feed them beyond that. It was, it was, everything was, you know, it was whatever, like, yeah, I don't think I was ever asked like how I felt as a young kid. You know what I mean? Like yeah. <laughs> no one ever told me like, but how do you feel? Like how do you feel inside? That just yeah. wasn't something. So I'm obsessed with it now, you know? So yeah. I'm obsessed with it, with the idea of what feelings mean. Like what is, why do we have them? Like what do they mean? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I can, I can relate to that. Cause yeah, same here. Like I want to break the cycle of like doing the nine to five. Cause that's what you supposedly like the, the job. Everybody needs to get an office job. Especially like where we come from, like, you know, people working in the field and stuff like that. So I think that's why the, the office job came as like something better in their mind. But for right. me, like I instilled yeah, like yeah, yeah, follow, right? <laughs> it's like follow, follow your dreams type of shit. Mm-hmm. Like do something you love, not to just clock in and get a paycheck. And then you're like fucking fat, feel sad after you clock out for the day. So it was kind of funny because talking about like you, your family, my, uh, my nephew, uh, Jackson, shout out to my family. And my twin sister, so he came over last week, or two weeks ago, I think, or three weeks ago. Um, and then I played, I think he, I was playing one of my songs or something, and he's like, who is that? And I'm like, it's me. And he was, like, super surprised, because, like, you know, you never think of stuff like that, like, somebody can do something like that, like, yeah, somebody from dope. your family. So I thought that was dope, and they were actually, I was, uh, right? <laughs> exactly, and then uh, I had, I think I was watching you guys on uh, Chrissy's Internet, and he's like, who is that? I was like, oh, those are my friends. And he's like, oh, they're so silly. And like, and he was like laughing at what you guys were saying. So I thought it was cool, like to expose mm-hmm. him to something like that, because a lot of people, like you said, don't have yeah. like the the privilege or whatever to have something like that to you know start breaking the cycle and passing on to like future generations. So that's really dope. Yeah, I think if you don't, if you, if a kid can't see and touch something in reality, it's very hard. You know, mm-hmm. I remember I went to I, I was like the first person in my family to go to college and. um I remember being there and thinking about that one time of like, how can I, how can more people like me who come from where I come from come here? And I always remember, and this is always, this is like a goal of mine. One day I'm going to do this. Like I want to make a college tour for people from like neighborhoods like mine where I grew up. Mm -hmm. Um, And I want them to do the tour at night, not during the day. Like during the day, you're just showing them another school. I could see why a young kid at that age is not going to be hyped about that. Yeah. Show them what it looks like at night, though. Show them what it looks at, at at how like this is where you can learn a lot of things about being adult and like being and socializing and learning how to like deal with the opposite sex and like, every, yeah. like all these things that are gonna, you know, like you're gonna need this stuff through life. It college. Obviously, I didn't even use my degree. Obviously, <laughs> I'm, I'm in this business. It wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't in this business. It was in sociology and psychology um but there i use my college education all the time i use it all the time because i learned there about dealing with people and different types Mm -hmm. of people and i think what happens a lot of the times if you stay on the block or stay on the neighborhood you're only exposed to a certain type of person you know more so than others and so it's super I'm, I'm constantly preaching for like my friends who, you know, are still in the neighborhood to just get off the, go to another country, do anything, 
Yeah. Because you have to see that there's way more out there. And I think starting like a program like that, it's always been a dream of mine, like to take kids to like really have fun. And so that sometimes the fun is the thing you hook them with. Yeah. And then, like the, the lessons are the things they stay for, you know? That's true. Oh, that's dope. Um, and then I wanted to ask you too, like, uh, I started asking this question on the podcast, but what do you feel like it's something that you have improved on as you continue to grow as like an artist or as even just a creative? Mm, I stopped looking at what other people do when I'm making the stuff that I'm, I'm making for me. Like it doesn't affect me anymore. Um, I've always said this, like I, I came up with people who could really bar out. Like I know some top level, top level MCs, mm-hmm. um, but just barring out wasn't something that ever like really interested me. It just didn't, Yeah, you know, I'm not even like that. I just don't have that kind of energy, <laughs> you know, and that's not what comes through for me. Yeah. Right. Like that's just not when, when I sit there and ask for a song to come to me and I'm playing a beat and I'm asking that song to come to me. That's just not what comes to me. This is what comes to me. And so I think the thing that I've grown the most on is just being able to accept that. And I, as a musician, I realize that accepting that is what created myself. So I think that's the thing that I've become good at. I, I know how to do what I'm doing. Like, I know that I can, I can do it every time I can make it every time I recorded. um, I mean, no bullshit. I recorded eight tracks for the album. That's what I recorded. That's yeah. That's what I put out. Yeah. Like that, that was that was it. There's no demos. There's no nothing. Like that is what I recorded is what I put out. Um, and I can do that anytime I want. Yeah. Because that part I've accepted like, oh, that is part of you. That's that's your hookup. You got hooked up to be able to do that. Um, and then as far as like my formula of putting together a song, I think I've accepted that as well. Like, uh, I don't ever rap about anything that I don't. If you talk to me and you know me, and then you listen to my album, you know it's it's the same. Yeah, it's the same. Yeah, I probably if I if I've if I've been in your life, I've probably talked to you about everything that's on that album at some point. Yeah, so like you you live your that art. Is really yeah. who I am. Yeah. Yeah, and so I think that that's what I've gotten good at. I haven't. I wasn't always good at that. I was too busy looking at what other people were doing. Yeah. And what about like, cause obviously on this one, it was a solo project. So you didn't have any features as far as like other people mm-hmm. rapping. Since you say, obviously, you know, people that bar out and stuff like that, but you like rapping, like in more like simple ways for people to, you know, grasp to it. And that's mm-hmm. kind of the way you makes you unique um, for features. Cause I know you had a couple features on the singles um, for that. Yeah. Like, do you look for people that are in the same kind of like arena as you or do you like also people that bar out or how does that work if in the future you were to have features nah they just gotta be like they one for me they have to see the vision of what i'm trying to do Mm -hmm. like if i if they're able to like say watch like this interview or listen to my record or watch any of the things that i do and go like oh i get yeah i know exactly what you're and they're able to convey that to me yeah um then I then I usually am attracted to wanting to do something with them because I'm I'm always eager to like add on to what I'm doing. So if I'm like, yo, they, they have a voice that's kind of like mine or they have like a thought process that's kind of like mine and they don't sound like me mm-hmm. um, and they're original, then that's usually the way it lines up. I mean, that's what I'm going to I'm going to be doing 
probably a lot of features over these next few months because I'm, I'm finally going to catch up with doing those um, yeah with a lot of the artists that I want to work with and, and it's going to be super diverse like yeah I, I have records with like again like some of the best rappers and then um are, are rappers who focus mostly on like barring out and then there's other rappers I call them the best just because I think people I mean they are like they yeah. if you're if you're just about putting together words and like mm -hmm. I know some of the best ever to do that like yeah um I think Rick Scales is one of those people I think Kali is one of those people I think yeah they put it together the best but um I also like when people are helping me understand what they're trying to say instead of making yeah. it just challenging you know yeah um it, there's it's I also I feel like the art that I'm making right now is perfect for this time when we, when people need help. And if, if you make that hard for them, you're helping less people. There isn't any way around that. You might be helping what you consider like people who get you, but you're not helping more people. You're definitely helping less people. Um, and then I think, you know, one of the ironies about simple is that the whole thing is super hard to make. Like that album was super <laughs> hard to make. So yeah. Um, and and I think when you know when every the 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 response I'm getting from other artists is like, has been dope because I think they a lot of the artists get what I was trying to do. Yeah. They understand it now, and I think that was probably the most important thing about this record. It's why I probably needed to make it is so that people could see that I can make, like the large painting or the large movie if I want to. Um, yeah and make a very clear statement and i think that's what i did and i think if most most artists um we struggle with that right like we're trying to put what's in our head in front of everybody else mm -hmm. and uh that it's hard it's super yeah. it's super hard yeah <laughs> and i think i i think i have a formula that i go to that is super simple for me yeah but if you break it down on paper it's very complicated, complicated. Yeah. a lot of different pieces <laughs> You know, it's it's a lot. It's deep. Yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, like for you, um, what song would you pick to rep that represents you and your style that you would recommend to like a first time listener? Hmm. I'm always wrong on this. I feel like <laughs> I feel like uh, I'll be like, this is my favorite song, and then like, <laughs> like I, like again, like claustrophobic last song recorded it was a, literally the last song i did yeah um and that suddenly became like the first single i felt like it was just a good opening statement yeah um, and then i was really eager to get that out and then move right into the next video and now i've been writing this video for a few days now like it got you know over a thousand views in that first week and um people are like sharing it consistently so i'm i'm eager to watch that grow i want to see that grow yeah. for a little bit and i think i told i've told some other people this that um i think it's probably going to change for me that's why i'm kind of hesitant to say it but like right now same same is like one of my favorite songs but it's only because um same same for me feels like a uh, workout a little bit you know it's yeah. a little more aggressive it's a little more um, but it, what is it? It was how I felt after the record. Like fuck, finally, like finally, like fuck. Yeah. <laughs> like you're finally gonna hear what I have to say. Um, and I knew, I knew submitting the record once I got it to what I had. Like, I knew what I had. 
you know, like I didn't put it out because I thought it wasn't good. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> I knew I knew what I had. Um, and I knew that there's a good possibility that I made an album with a with a lot of singles, maybe six singles. You know, there's two interludes on it, but I might have made six singles. Um, yeah. So I'd like to at least give them all a chance to be singles, you know, and um, I know people are like a lot of people have shown like a lot of love to meditation. That's not wasn't I knew that but that song was really out of the box and it didn't sound like a, a normal hip hop song that you might hear. Yeah. Um, the sounds were different. Everything about it was different. But for some reason, people have gravitated to that. I like I know your sister loves that song. Like, yeah, <laughs> she's constantly telling me that. It, but I think it probably just hit people at the right time again. Like it was because mm -hmm. that song is about everything, like really life being a meditation and, yeah. and how you can make it that, you know. Um, and I think that might people might like that. So when yeah. it comes to my favorite right now, it's same, same, only because I play that the most. But uh, I, I'm pretty sure it'll change. Yeah, yeah, in meditation, I think you're right. Like, I feel like sonically, that's like the standout track as far as like the sound. That's the only one that kind of stands out because it has a different mm -hmm. sound than the other records. The other ones kind of flow, but once yeah. you get to that one, it's kind of different. So I don't know, maybe like the, the sonics of it or what it is or like what the lyrics, people gravitate towards it. it even even the place like, uh, which this is one of the cool things that I did like about making the record is that people have been listening to it in order at mm -hmm. least the first time um and that's been really cool so yeah meditation is in a spot on the record where everything changes like it it is the change it's like the transition like if you see yeah. claustrophobic is a very dark it's a dark place blast off is literally about dmt and about trying to push your mind to a higher level and the understanding of how that's necessary mm -hmm. and then uh, after the blast off you know, like when you get into like meditation and simple, like it kind of goes in order and Gene Flow, I, I credit Gene Flow and Mike Mackey for seeing that. Like I sent them the songs and I said, what order do you see this in? Yeah. And they both kind of came back with like a consensus of like, look, what from what you're saying to the way it feels, it feels like this is the story. And yeah. they were right. Like when it came out where everything's sad is where it is where you should take it in if yeah. you heard the song right before it. Yeah. You know? And um, and I think that's why maybe it's where meditation is at on the record. You know, like it's almost the I, I, I told them, like, if claustrophobic is like the opening credits, then like meditation is like the change of the movie, like the movie changes right there. Like, yeah, after that, everything is a little different. You know? Yeah. Yeah. OK. And um, obviously you do like filmmaking too like you know jack of all trades and everything you did the music video for like claustrophobic and never heard it um on your phone which i think for me at least it was the first yep. time i ever heard of somebody doing that uh it was very inspiring but yeah. what was it difficult tedious like did you enjoy it or what did you what did you think of it um so never heard it was was sh was shot on regular cameras and a phone but it was edited on a phone and then this time around, I shot the video on a phone, edited it on a phone, and then I took it onto a computer and colorized it a little bit, and mm -hmm. that was it. Um, but yeah, I I like filming with a phone, mm -hmm. um, only because it encourage it, it, being able to film something dope with a phone encourages me to film more. 
yeah it's like with my camera um and this is it sounds silly but for me it matters like my camera's in a bag it needs a battery you got to put the lens on it mm-hmm. you got to put the strap on it you got to hold it you got to there's all the if i can eliminate the steps for yeah. me it's easier for me to get things out it's why to this day i still record on my own i bought everything i need to record and master and do everything so i don't go to studios because not because i don't like working with other people it's just because i don't want them to have to wait for me like i want to do it at, at the pace i have to do it yeah especially if you want me to sound the way that i sound if you want that me to sound that way are you want are you working with me because of the way i sound the way to get that there's a certain way that i get that and so yeah. I have to be able to do that. Um, but yeah, it's like, I think it's all like, it's kind of like all like a process, you know, that I'm, yeah. I'm still working on them. You know, I know you said, you said, didn't you say you started to like play around with not writing as well, right? Like, yeah, I it. want, yeah, sometimes like, feel about it? like, um, it's cool because I think you even memory, it helps you with your memory too, like memorizing the lyrics better than, and you yeah. don't sound like you're yeah, reading. Yeah. So it gives you like a better flow. Mm-hmm. So I've been trying to do that, um, but it's kind of hard because it's like yeah. a habit which where I write first, you know, um, like I'm yep. working on a new project and for that one I wrote, but now I'm going to try to see if like moving forward, I know I want to do a separate one where I was like more melodic and that one for sure. I want to try like doing what you do, where you just like record first and then write down the lyrics to yep. see what comes out. Yeah, I th- I think if I'm making a record about, you know, like I talk about being a futurist and I, I'm at least trying to be within the moment, mm-hmm. um, the way to really, really get that energy for me is to record in the moment. Like, um, and I always feel like the way I say things are, you just catch magic sometimes, Yeah, you know, like you catch true. magic, like your voice, like on claustrophobic, when I say claustrophobic on the song, there's a at the end, like claustrophobic. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that was just a mistake. And the, um, the, I stutter a word on there. I say, so I, 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 I can feel, you know what I mean? Like I say yeah. that, but that was a mistake. That's it. I have a, <laughs> I stutter sometimes. Yeah. Occasionally comes out. And that was in the song. Had I, had I just written it down and had a way, like I wanted to say it, I probably would have never considered leaving it in. Yeah. And now I know it's one of the things that drives if, if that imagine the hook without that now and it doesn't say sound the same so for me like making music is the, one of the funnest parts about making music is catching fire they call it catching fire like you know like you just catch that little bit of magic in the room and if you can get it down on recording and you can and you can make it live forever that's true so, yeah there's only one way to really do that. And you have to be like in the moment. I feel like when you have the piece of paper in front of you or a pen in front of you, you can, you usually got an eraser or you can scratch it out. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it kind of puts your brain in a certain place to correct anything you think might be a little off where I tend to lean on the things that might be a little off, you know, cause I feel like that's, if the audience is listening, they know they're really feeling me like they know like this is really me this is how i talk this is how i sound like this is how my voice you know sounds yeah you know and i think yeah there's only one way to get that in it and it's to not write yeah and even like sometimes the first take because i did that i think with the track floor on my first ep where like the hook it just came out mm. like that but i, I noticed yeah. like i i think i actually kept like the first take 
which is crazy because like you said it's like some sort of magic too. yeah i think i remember that yeah so that's yep. that's pretty dope yep. that um yep. and so the way imagine, the brain works. imagine if you had written and you were like i want it it has to be exactly like this thing your brain would have already been in that spot and you probably would have deleted that or oh uh, I, I for sure would have deleted the stutter you know yeah. but because it just flowed out and i was like yo that sounds damn that sounds crazy like that yeah. came out like that and um again that was just because of that because i'm literally sitting in front of a mic with my eyes closed trying to see what comes out yeah you know and then it just starts but the the i'll tell you this man this is the part that always kills me about the studio it's the part that can frustrate me but i think i'm getting really good at it now in that i'll push through it because i know what's on the other side but the the most excruciating part still to me is um thinking of the first line like from from hearing the beat to when i finally get the very first opening line yeah that shit is so painful i feel like such a loser <laughs> i feel like i can't i can't rap for shit i can't think <laughs> how can i not think of the opening fucking line you know it's always I mean? the hardest um, though I but think. that is always how it is yeah it's yeah. always the hardest for it's me it's always and, the hardest yeah because once you get like that first it's weird like once you get that first sentence everything else just like flows yeah, like at least for me when i'm good. writing yeah it's crazy yeah and so that part that part like has like in the past would always get me like depressed because i start doubting yeah um, but now i know the process of how the music comes to me mm -hmm. um so it'll literally i'll just sit there and it's almost like eddie says it looks like a trance when i'm doing it <laughs> like i'll just sit there and keep listening and keep listening and then it finally just starts to come out it starts to mumble first like i'll start mumbling first making noises like and then like it comes out and then once that comes out it's like oh, okay cool I'll usually, I'll usually get the first few lines out and then go and take a break because it, I'll have worked so hard to just get those that yeah. I don't need a break. Um, and then, but after that, it's usually fine. But getting those first few that, especially the first line, like the first line is so important to me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Cause I mean, it's like, it's like when you write the essay, like that's, that's pretty much the most important part. Cause that's the one that like the people are going to hear. Cause I think it said, somebody said it's like the first 15 or 30 seconds of a song is what grabs someone's attention. That's just crazy. Especially with people's attention span now. Yeah, like um someone sent me about like the the like one of the things I can share at least that I've gotten so far is at least four or five people have told me the opening line to meditation which is everything I do on is on some ghetto shit. Like <laughs> that just saying that people felt like I think like people will always like kind of like chuckle about that or they're just like oh that's dope like yeah but that was like that to me it was about the very next line like I said I rock hella stress to my benefit because that's what to me doing ghetto shit is is like we have a lot of stress and we have to figure out a way to like rock that to our benefits yeah and, and just to get that one line that very first line it was like damn it took forever but when it happened yeah i stopped one of the things i stopped doing is going like that's ridiculous because usually that would be my response to a line like that when it came into my head i'd be like i'm not saying that but <laughs> now as soon as i start to feel like oh i'm not saying that, i say that because i'm like that's gonna be the line yeah like if you feel a little weird or scared about saying it you should probably just say it because that's just keep probably it. gonna be the thing yeah. that connects with people the most yeah. yeah and it seems like it has you know that's dope. 
Um, and then I don't know if you if you caught on the chat yesterday for your interview with Jeffy. I think it might have been one of Two Mex's like um, fans because a, a lot of the fans from Two Mex, when we'll get in a little bit, like have been gravitating mm, towards your guys' yeah. too and everything. I think one of so I don't know if it was Two Mex yeah. fan or it might have not been. Uh, they were like hashtag Kill C Ray is an icon, which I thought was fucking dope to see that there. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> which I, and uh, I was gonna bring that up about Two Mex, you know, like how, how you guys started Two Mex TV. You guys helped him connect with his fans on a different level. But you also started doing like Two Mex TV, and even Melly said like she feels like yeah, kind of Two Mex, yeah, Two Mex Cinema. Shout out to that show um, on the Platform Collection YouTube mm-hmm. channel. Melly said that it feels like Two Mex kind of passed the baton to you a little bit, and then I, I've seen like the fans growing with Platform Collection because of that, which is is really dope. Like, how do you feel about that? Mm, I think, uh, yeah, I don't, I wouldn't say he passed the baton to me. I think he. Um, Alex has been my friend for a, for a while, um, and it took a while for us to be friends, really. I think we were just, like, acquaintances yeah. at first, and then kind of people who just work together. But I consider him a friend now, and I'm not, like, I'm not, I don't see it as, like, him passing the baton or anything. I see it as, like, really we're just tending his garden right now for while he's recovering. And, yeah. And it just so happens that his audience appreciates that. They know that we're trying to really hold it down for him on some, like, who else is going to do it? You know what yeah. I mean? Really, like, if we don't do it, who's going who's gonna to do it? My boy needs to keep that fire going. Mm-hmm. He can't necessarily do it right now, so we're going to do it. People like Parker were already fans, like, huge fans of Tumex, so it seems super, you know, reasonable to bring Parker in. And then, like, all of you guys, I've seen how they started – his audience has started to feed into everybody in platform collection, you know, like to it, dude, there's nothing doper to me that when you guys jump into a chat room, there's like three or four people that write in caps, seven Octobers, what up seven October? Like, yeah, I was talking to Gene about that today. If you're a fan and you feel like for some reason, like you want to write somebody's name in caps and give them love. Yeah. I, I mean, I like, I gotta, I gotta ask you, you know, like when's the last time you felt like that? And so, you know, how powerful that is, Yeah. Like, you know, that some people go through their whole lives, never feeling that about anything. That's and true. So the fact that they feel like that about us, my thing is I'm just super, super thankful to, to the fans of two Mex. I think, um, I, yeah, same it, here. it's crazy because he, you know, he has such rabid fans and fans that are like, you know, that whole, my fan base will destroy you. Yeah, um, they're like diehard and, fans. Yeah, but but yeah, but the reality is the the people that I've met are just really really good people. Obviously, mm-hmm. his music attracts that type of person, people who think out of the box, think out of and you know, no secret, you you know, we're we're obviously in platform collection together. Um, I've seriously been thinking about like I'm watching that audience now. Yeah, I mean, and going like, who really, who. I want to, I want to empower some of these people who might just be natural promoters. Like they just, they're not afraid to say what they like. They throw it up in caps and they're telling you like, I like (laughs) this shit. I like seven October shit. Yeah. Seven October is like, I like that. That's yeah. I, how can you hate on that at all? Like, uh, I think that we probably need the challenge in this next year will be how to empower some of these people to be able to do that maybe full time and maybe, Mm -hmm empower some of these people to be like yo like come work for us like come do 
come join our team or come, you know, yeah. I'm always looking for that kind of stuff. And, and I think with like two Mex's audience, because they've been dealing with such an icon like two Mex, yeah. they, one, they expect a level of art that, that they feel is original. Like that's what they like. It mm -hmm. has to look different than everybody else. It has to sound different than everybody else. That's what they really respect. And so I think if anything, what happened was we just found our people. Like it wasn't True. that like Tumex passed a baton to us. Like he helped us find our people. And part of that was by him shining a light on us. True. Going telling his people, like you should know about these people. Like yeah. these are good people. These are these are people making dope shit. Um, and you know, like I know you've met him, you spent time with him, like he doesn't have to do any of that. Mm -hmm. they, they literally does not have to do any of that and nobody would think any different like they would you we would just never exist in that world and nobody would miss it but the fact that we are in that world now and making a real connection um and then adding our audience because that's the other thing you know he makes sure to remind me about this all the time too is our audience found him yeah so now that all those audiences are together now you know, I can tell you this, like San Diego knows two mechs because of a lot of the stuff that we do. You know, um, we were constantly promoting two mechs in, in our city and in LA and the IE. Um, so yeah, I know, I don't think he's, he passed the baton. He shouldn't <laughs> yeah, because he's not done. He's yeah, got like exactly. a lot of shit to do. And, and I don't want that. I don't, I don't want that freaking baton. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I, I want, I want I want to make my own thing. And yeah. I think the audience is allowing us to do that. And I love them. I think the connection's off a little bit. He froze. Oh, hold on. Oh, All right, can you hear me? Out? Yeah, you kind of like froze a little bit. Yeah, I got you. Okay, here we go. I think we're good. Yeah, no, I'm, I, I was just saying, yeah, I definitely love I love that audience for everything they, that they've done for us. I can't help but love them for that. Yeah, I, I appreciate them as well. And obviously it shows a lot about, like you said, two mixes character and as a person, like him right. allowing, you know, his audience to support us too, which is dope. So it's good to see, like you said, like the mesh of like the platform collection, the I guess the supporters that we had now mixed with like two mechs. So that's like yep. beautiful to see that. Um, yeah, everybody and, gravitating. And like two mechs, I think for him, um, somebody said that in the chat room, like they were just half joking, but I believe it too. Like <laughs> two mechs has never been fresher. Like two mechs is fresh as fuck right now. Yeah. Um, and, and there's, it's crazy for me to meet like younger artists and go like, Hey, have you heard of two mechs? Like he's new, but to me, that's a win. Like that's dope. That means like, he's going to have a whole nother generation to grow with again. Like how many yeah. generations does one man get, you know, yeah. like he's gotten a lot and it's to his credit because he's kind of showing, um, at least the world, how to like, how you grow older in, in this, in hip hop, like this is kind of how you do it. You know, like you keep making cutting edge shit. Yeah. You're not old in hip hop until you stop doing that, you know? Yeah, that's true. Um, and uh, you obviously run the other shows on the platform, Chrissy's Internet, which we mentioned briefly, um, crappy, awesome podcast. But Chrissy's Internet, like you said that it took you like a few years 
you, you had been thinking about the idea and it took you a few years to finally like launch it. Where did that concept come from? And like, what do you, where do you see the show going in the future? Mm, yeah. The concept was just, I've been doing crappy awesome for eight years now. I think I got reverie this weekend and she's going to be close to 400, I think 400 episodes. Oh, wow. Um, and that's been a voyage into other people's lives and, and artistic thinking. Really, it was a study on the artistic mind. Crappy Awesome has been a study on the artistic mind. But um, a lot of people, like Rev Rev is the record holder as far as being on the show the most times. I think it's showed she's going to break the record when she comes on this <laughs> weekend. Yeah. Um, she We were her first podcast that she ever did and we've we've caught her at every point of her career she's come on and told her story so she's like literally yeah. has a book on crappy awesome you know that's crazy um, but as things have started to happen and i wanted to show the audience that there was other things going on and so i kind of needed a show where i could do whatever i wanted to do um so that was the idea that was there all the time chris sees the internet honestly 100 percent um came to me on a night when I was kicking it with Mike Mackey and I was like, Mike Mackey would make an amazing co-host. Yeah. Like, literally that was the idea. I was like, I need to figure out somehow to make Mike Mackey a co-host on something. And I was like, well, this would be a great time to start this thing. I also was been working on like getting Eddie out in front of the camera more and like, cause Eddie, people don't know like Eddie's joking all the time, you know, like people don't get that until after you hang out with them for a while that, He's always kind of making a joke, like yeah, always. he's like he's one of the funniest people I know. I was gonna say that, like he's funny, like without wanting to be funny. He's like one of those people that are just naturally funny. He's not even meaning to be funny, but he comes out yeah. As funny. <laughs> yeah, because his demeanor is so like, Eddie doesn't give a fuck. Like yeah. you know what I mean? Like he's just about like the people that he loves and the things he loves and everything beyond that. He just does not give a shit. <laughs> um, and I thought I wanted people to see like how funny he was, and then. Um, we originally brought Mike in to be kind of like a correspondent. So he was all, he was never in studio with me. He was always outside and that became kind of its own thing as well. People liked how he'd be like in Korea or like in France or yeah. like <laughs> under the water. Like he'd always like be streaming from somewhere. Yeah. Um, but things really changed when I brought him into the studio. And once we got to sit in the same room together, uh, I think the last, in fact, I know like the last Chrissy's the internet that we did which was just last week was the best show we ever did and yeah i i've heard it from the audience i think we found I like a groove yeah we know what we're doing um and i also feel like we're probably having one of the most open honest conversations on the internet on any podcast i think we're talking about some really deep things and every mm -hmm. and all of us are super open to talk yeah. about whatever you know like the guys they're both married and kid have kids you know i'm the single one on the show and they've talked about their families and, and the struggles and stuff and you can't in our world first of all i think if you just pitch that to a rapper in our world they'd be like why would i want to make a show that doesn't what's that have to do with rapping what's that have to do with but i think at platform collection we've never been in the hip-hop game more than we're in the people game true and, it just so happens that hip hop is our soundtrack. You know, it's, it's what I grew up on. It's, it, it's my soundtrack It's what I love. I love the culture. I have a ton of respect for the culture. And so that, that might be our language. Hip hop might be our language, but what we mm -hmm. talk about is stuff that anybody can relate to. 
and I think Chris sees the internet. I've always told people this, and you know this now too, right? Like you know this for sure. Um, if you really want to test how well you're doing as a rapper, do something non-rapper, and True. then you'll see. If you really want to test how how successful you're going to be in this entertainment business, go stray away from the main thing you do for a little bit and try some other shit, and you'll see if people follow you or not into that. And I think one of the things that we've proven at Platform Collection is every one of our artists, the audience follows them into everything they're doing. It's yeah. not just about music. You know, they've been watching you in podcast form and listening to you in podcast form way before they heard your music. And now they're, re they're able to rediscover you as a, as a musician. And then as, re as people are discovering you as a musician, they discover you as a host again. And, and if they can take in all those things and they see that all as one thing, yeah. to me, that's skill. Like that's, that's a big skill. Anyone can be good at one thing, you know? True. Um, but I think the real test is to be able, like I said, to, will your audience follow you though? And if they, mm -hmm. if they don't follow you, then there's more work you got to do, you know? But I think we've gotten that down packed. Like, again, our live streams, dude, this is what I think about this concept. And I was telling Gene this today. Mm -hmm. This past week, we did Chris Sees the Internet on Sunday. Gene did Ch Talk and Chop, right? You did a show. Yeah. You released a show, right? Yeah. Um, what else? What else? I released a video. I did an interview. Right. We did two Mex cinema. Every single one of those things, the audience followed every single one of them. Yeah, I saw that. Like by yeah. the time we, we got to my interview, which was like the last thing of the week. All those people were in that chat room. They were all in the chat. It, it poured over. I looked at Gene on Tuesday. They were all in his chat room. Mm -hmm. They were partying so hard in that chat room, having so much fun. <laughs> when they got to me and me and Parker on Wednesday at two Mex TV, they were all excited already. They were already, it was almost as like, think about this concept. Like Chris sees the internet and Gene flow almost opened up for two Mex cinema. And then two Mex cinema opened up for like my interviews and it's working the same. It's almost the same thing as a show, except people are able to spread it out on their own time, watch it on their own time, line it up how they want. And again, I think that's a big accomplishment on our party. I know it's something that we've always wanted to do. Yeah. And now they did that. And but what I was saying is they took in a total of let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, almost ten hours of our content within a five day period. Ten hours. And they're there from the beginning to the end. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. You know what like, I mean? And that's and that's that's a lot to be thankful for, you know? Yeah, and I agree. And it's like pretty much like uh, I remember you talking about like platform TV, like what you ha you had and then, you know, Parker with his KPBS kind of mm -hmm. merged into that, but or morphed into that. But I I do agree with that. Yep. Like it, it seems like it's pretty much like a uh, like our own channel, pretty much, because everybody has something mm -hmm. to watch. Yeah, and it's diff everybody's different. It's like a diverse group of people we have. You know, like I do like the hip hop yep. and horror. It's more like real life. Yep. Right, like it's yep. more like it's how you are, and nobody in their real life only hangs out with one type of. And if you do, you're super boring. Like, yeah, <laughs> uh, all my friends are very different. It's what what it's what we like about each other, is that nobody is stepping over on anybody else. Everybody has their own thing. We can enjoy each other's thing. It for me, it helps me enjoy my friends' things in that it doesn't look like my thing. And yeah. So since it doesn't look like my thing, I'm able to fully like immerse myself in my friends' stuff. And uh, 
I, I think we've been able I do that with all I told Gene this the other day like your show his show um, I am a fan like I'm a real I'm a real fan I watch them I know what you guys talk about I know the questions you like to ask I know yeah you know I know the jokes you make with your audience I know all those things so I know if it's working for me and I'm a junkie for the internet yeah. I get why people like it because they yeah. know that this is Oh, these are 100% real people. They really, really do know each other. They really are. When we're not on air, we're friends. We talk all the time. We're, we're always communicating with each other, whether it's just to tell you to have a good day. Like sometimes we just do that. Yeah. And I, I forget sometimes that being a part of something like that is so rare. That's Most true. people don't even don't. have friends like that. Yeah. You know, like that even check on them all the time. Whereas for us, it's, it's concerning if we think somebody's in trouble or worried or, you know, it's concerning to us. So we all kind of care about that stuff. And I think that being able to find a way to show people that has been what our success is based on. Yeah. And Tumex is part of that, you know, like Tumex is part of, he's really our friend. He's sometimes we go up there just because he needs help with something. Yeah. That's it. Like, cause he's the homie and then he called and the homie called the homies and Hey, I need help. Can you guys come? Yeah. And that's what we do. And, and it's not filmed and we're not going live and nobody gets to see that shit. But yeah. that is, we're trying to do a better job at letting you see that, letting you see that side of the story more. And I think with the new shows coming up and new stuff that we have in the works, I think they're going to get that more. I think people like yourself and Gene and Mackie um, have really developed as hosts and really gotten more comfortable being on camera. That was a struggle for all of us at the beginning. I think yeah. it always is. Um, so I'm eager to see as you guys develop into hosts e that are even better, what's going to happen. And it, again, I said this on, on Jeffy's show last night, like, um, if, the only way this stops is if we stop, you know, True. It, the trajectory has already begun. So imagine this, Gabby, I'm going to give you this scenario real quick. And this is something you can apply to your own brand. Okay. Your, your, you saw the chat room yesterday, right? On an interview for me. Mm-hmm. You're in that chat room. There's a bunch of people in that chat room talking. And when you get in that chat room, people go, 7 October. So everybody's shouting you out, 7 October. They know who you are. They follow your stuff. Yeah. If tomorrow you announced, hey, guys, I'm going to stop doing this and I'm going to just go get a 9 to 5 job and move on with life. Imagine the person who literally took the time to sit there and type your name in caps a bunch of times with <laughs> a bunch of flames and like, and then you're telling them you're out. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Again, when was the last time you did that for anybody? How would that feel? Yeah, it's like a letdown. So, yeah. Nah, we can't. <laughs> no, yeah, exactly. We can't quit. We need. We need to have the content for them because they're using it to get through their lives. They're using it to get their mind off of shit. They're using it for whatever. That is our service. That is what we're doing. And if people are ashamed to do that or they think that that's not what the point is uh, i feel like they need to stand corrected on that because it is the point yeah. the point is we're doing this for them you know like the part they give back to us mm -hmm. is taking it in that's as much as you can really do we still have to do that but going through all that like going through everything you did to make your records and like pouring your heart into that if they don't, if they share it and take it in, you know, like that's what you did it for. Like, yeah. 
and I think we just really understand that at platform. You know, we 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 get that part. So, yeah, I'm super defensive of the fans. I'm super defensive of the people who take in our shit. Uh, you know, like I said, I've said this before. I've seen people treat fans bad. Yeah, it was the most disgusting thing I'd ever seen. Yeah, you know, that's disgusting. Yeah. And so that will never happen with us. It's never going to happen. In fact, we're going to find more ways to keep giving the fans the things that can help them. And we got exactly. a lot of ideas. Yep. And uh, I think we're going to do a lot of that, that stuff, you know? Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, I'm completely appreciative. Like you said, like even something people see as like maybe something so simple, like like you said, like writing your name or hashtagging your name. But to me, it means a lot. Yep. So um, I appreciate everybody. Yeah. Everybody for like just even like you said, wasting or not wasting, but like, you know, giving a part of their life, like an hour of their life or like you said, 10 hours of their life yep. to watch us. That's like a big deal. So I'm th- always thankful for that. Big deal. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, would you say like right now, as far as like where you're at right now as like a creative or just like as a human being, like what has been your greatest accomplishment? Like, do you feel like platform collection or is it outside of the of your artistry that's been your greatest accomplishment so far? Mm, I think it's just meeting, meeting the people, like meeting the people that I work with. That's been my major for whatever reason they fuck with me. So yeah, I did something that people of this caliber fuck with me. Um, I think the people that fuck with me, the people that are on our team, you included in this, I think you guys are really amazing individuals. The fact that you guys fuck with it at all is the accomplishment. Everything else is gravy. Like I told, I said this the other day, my whole goal most of my life has just been able to put food on my mom's table. And I've been doing that for five years, five, six years now. So everything after that is... yeah. It's whatever, you know, like that was the point. The point was to do that. And now that I've done that, now I'm more just like, let's see how far we can take it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's like a a privilege and like, you know, being blessed to be able to make a living out of your art, which like I've already conversed a bunch of times about that with you, that that's like my mango. It's eventually like depend on my art versus like a nine to five. And then I'll be gravy too. (laughs) It's going to happen for sure. It's there's there's no doubt in my mind that it's going to happen for you it's like it literally is just you'd have to like make an announcement tomorrow and be like i quit for to not because the machine already started like again you see what's happening around you the people that follow us and people that fuck with us they're telling other people so the snowball effect has already begun it's already happened again like if you're that passionate about the things that you like that you tune into that many hours and you put in that much time. Um, I know me as a fan, I'm trying to tell other people about it all the time. I'm super defensive of it. Like my favorite artists, I'm defensive of them. Like if you say yeah. you don't like them, or, there, <laughs> there's a bunch of people that feel that way about us. Mm-hmm. And yeah. because they do, they allow us to do what we do. And so fuck yeah. Like, like you just, I, I mean, not that anybody is, but you can't fuck with my fans. Like, don't fuck with my, like, don't fuck with any of the people that that support us. That shit yeah. means more to me than, you know, anything. Like, and so I'm a ride for them and because they're riding for us. And like, that's, mm-hmm. that's just what it is, you know, like, and, and like I said, with you and like everybody else seeing the growth in all of you guys and, you know, uh, you know, I don't tell you enough, but. I think what you've accomplished has been amazing. You've helped 
me understand audiences and fans more watching you grow watching you put out very original stuff and seeing like how people respond to it um has been amazing and it's crazy because i think one of the things that isn't said a lot is that you didn't have like the easiest start at the beginning like you had to like really prove yourself in our community you had to really show up to everything you had to really put in work and anyone who's had doubted you at all even a little bit they are obviously wrong now they've been proven wrong they are obviously wrong and most of those people who doubted you aren't even doing what you're doing anymore so it doesn't matter like i tell people this all the time if you have some shit and you know you have the work ethic to one push through the pain because it's going to be painful but it should be because again Mm -hmm. we're asking for something very special we're asking for a special life you're asking for a life to never have to like go back to being normal again it should hurt a little bit um yeah so i think we're all pretty tough we all can take the pain um the audience has our back the formula is just there man like it's not going to get defeated yeah it's going to blossom into everything that it's going to be and and you guys deserve it like that's just what it is there's not that's not like patting you on the back or whatever. That's literally you pat me. If I'm patting you on the back, I'm patting you on the, the back for doing the shit you're supposed to be doing. Yeah. You know? Thank you. We'll celebrate when we'll celebrate when we have like the big, big wins and we can give a shitload back to our audience and give them yeah. a bunch of stuff. But until then, the little wins are these wins that, you know, it, beyond all measures, you proved everybody wrong. And that's, what else do you want to do you know like after that like now let's just see how far we can take it you know yeah exactly and i think it's like inspiring too like all of like all of us um at platform because we're kind of like you said we're breaking the cycle and showing an example of like what can be done like for example me being like a mexican woman which sometimes like i grew up like around dudes Mm -hmm. so sometimes i even forget like i'm a girl yep and it's like, I, I forgot, yeah. I think I, it was like, shout out to um, Edwin Pagan from Latin Horror. He's like, it's cool what you're doing for like the horror community and hip hop. And you're a woman. And nobody really like tapped and into women. that shit. Yeah. Right. That shit's crazy. Yeah. yeah I think um, I even think that the thing um, I really liked how you're putting up um, like people that you've looked at, like female, strong female figures in movies and stuff like. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the reason I think that those things are important is because you're, te- you're, you're attempting to snatch back the narrative, like yeah. the narrative of like, yo, this thing has to be this. If you see this thing, you have to think this about it. And that's bullshit. There's yeah. a lot of different ways to look at, at things. And you give us a perspective. At least I didn't, I mean, bro, I've, I've, I've learned so much about horror and stuff. Like just the, why it means something like through you, Mm-hmm. And it's still crazy to me, like when people are like horror, what is that? Like, that just means you're not listening. You're not l- listen. Like, take a chance to listen, exactly. sit back and see the knowledge in it. And you'll realize like everything we do in platform collection, there's layers to everything we're doing and there's bigger reasons. Um, and yeah, I, I appreciate all the shit that you do. And I think it's working. Like I said, like, I think you serving as an example of the possibilities has already saved your family without you knowing it, you know, like your family in the future, they've been saved because you decided to say, fuck that. I'm not, we're not following rules. Like rules are what kept us doing the same thing over and over again. You're like, I'm not going to do any of that. 
and now so everyone after you i know you have like you have nieces or nephews yeah niece yeah, and right? a nephew yeah that were that i'm yeah, so on my sister side yeah what they're going to see like you said they're what they're seeing already is just like yeah like oh you want to do some something that other people think is crazy well when you grow up you're not going to think it's crazy you're going to be like yeah i can do that if i want because yeah. you know my aunt does that and like my my friends do this and like that's to me the most important thing and you can't you can definitely not do that by doing the status quo like if you're just True. showing up going through the motions there it's impossible man and again if what we're asking for is this life this amazing life then it should be that hard and people who take it for granted should not be able to do it. That's that's the facts. And we don't have to do anything to enforce that. Trust me, the this business will enforce it on its own. If you're if you're soft and you and you're gonna let this thing beat you, it will. It wants to. This yeah. industry wants to beat you. It wants to keep money out of your pocket. It wants to do all those things. And what we stand at we stand as a giant fat no. Like, that's what we're saying is, no, it's not going to be like that. And it's not going to be how it how always has been. And here's a collective of people who are not even the same that all feel that. So we know that we all have friends that feel that as well. They're not the same. So yeah. how big is this really? Like, how big could this really be? It can be mm -hmm. super huge. Yeah. Because I think it's what people need right now, you know? Yeah, no, I agree. And even like, like you said, like my niece and nephew, but even like to go as far as like, uh, one of my coworkers, she's younger than me. I think she's 25. Um, shout out to Cindy. Mm -hmm. um, she even told me, like, for me, like, that's, like, what I do it for, too, is, like, inspiring other people to, like, do the same that I'm doing. Like, doesn't have to be, like, in the artistic realm, but just, like, follow your dreams. So she told me the other day, she was, like, I think it's, like, really inspiring what you're doing, like, about, like, following your dreams because it actually inspired me to, like, like last year I wasn't doing anything. And, I, like, now this year I want to be more productive and, like, not just do TikToks and look at memes that's and shit reason. like that. Uh, Right. So it's fucking dope to like yeah. see that, that you're inspiring other people to like go and do that, too. So that's pretty, pretty dope. Yeah, I've had a um, shout out to the uh, the homie Bruce Banner. Um, he's a, one of the fans that, and, and a big time supporter. That dude has always had a passion in music. He's done. He fucked with music in the past. Yeah. Um, and us doing music and us doing this stuff has helped inspire him to do to go back at it again as an adult and like That's he has cool. a family has kids and as an adult he's taking our music he's gotten like my songs played on the radio because yeah. we've given him shit to i because he asked me like, like yo i'm trying to get some songs on the radio would you mind if i you know i take your and i'm like fuck yeah hell yeah hell yeah go do that because well, i know what i'm doing for him is that like is it for me like the end all no it's not the end all I'm, I'm probably not even that much of a radio artist but if he's doing that and that's allowing if if he gives my song to the dj and the dj is like that's dope give me more mm -hmm. i just hooked him up i hooked up my homie um and so he can do whatever he wants he can use my art however he needs to use it yeah and in turn he's for sure giving love back you know what i mean like it's yep. for sure he's for sure giving love back he always gives love back he checks for us he makes sure that you know, we're doing our things and we're going to give him a lot of music. I'm going to give him some of your music. I'm going to give him a bunch of people's music. And as and if that's helping his brand and his portfolio, yeah, then why would we not do that? He's a supporter. He, support, he doesn't do anything to me. It's not hurting me. Yeah. Um, and so I want to think of more ways to involve the fans and the audience to help them and empower them. Because some of them just 
are doing this for the love. Like they really, really just love what what we're doing and they love the music and they love the art and they love the culture. Yeah. So if we can give them tools to help them with that, then all day. I've told people this. Yeah. And I've, I've been making sure to say it on any interview. If you can't afford my record because it's like five bucks and I've been in a place where five bucks is a lot of money at, at times. Um, please like, don't take this as like a joke or like, oh, I wouldn't please do this, please. Like if literally I'm saying like, if you, fuck, <laughs> I don't have five bucks on my ATM card or five bucks on my PayPal, hit me up and just say, Hey dude, you mind if I get the record? Like I'll, I will send you the MP3s like, boom, here, take them. Like yeah. it, that's the more important part of this. It's always been the more important part of it for us. You want people to listen. And because yeah. of that. Yeah. Because of that, because that's what the part we're focused on. It just so happens that now people are not people are willing to pay for a lot of the stuff that we do because they feel they respect it. Like, mm -hmm. you know, the fact that I've I'm selling T-shirts right now. Right. Like my T-shirts are selling really well um, of my own art. And they don't even have my name on them. Like you have to kind of know that I make them to even want them. Yeah, that's dope as fuck to me. Like I've been that wanting that forever. I've been wanting to like show that forever and I've been wanting to like you know be able to put more art out like that and and somebody wearing something that I put out that's that's super dope and I you know I want to I want to play in that area more I want to play with more things that I think the audience might want from us like I'm curious to know like what they like about yeah. what we do and and I want to give them more you know like I I like giving them things to help them get through their day that's dope, man. And then to to end the interview, I'll ask you the the last question. I think yep. I asked you this before, but it might change now um, as time passed. Um, what has been um, or what's the type of legacy you want to leave behind, either creatively or, or personally, on a personal level? Mm, I want to, um, on a personal level, I would like to leave a good blueprint for people that come after us, like how to be in this industry, treat people well, not lose your soul and follow your ideas and dreams. Like I want a yeah. blueprint for that. And I want it to be super clear. Like, again, if you follow my art, you know, I try to make things very clear so that you can really understand them. And I want to make that super clear. And so maybe, I don't know what that looks like, man. I, I yeah. think we, we, should probably all get together and talk about that but yeah. maybe that's a book maybe that's yep. a, a documentary maybe that is what it is but i want there to be an undeniable resource for good people in this industry to be able to have like a bible or a, or whatever they an instruction manual you know yeah. like for them to go to anytime they're like yo this industry is not it's not a because it's not it's not a people you would think that it's a people industry but the reality is most artists get taken advantage of um yeah and i think if we can put out a blueprint on how to keep a lot of people safe even mentally like especially with like mental health um i think we're big on that i think we know a lot about it um i think we all deal with it on a certain level we're all like a support system for each other um, but at the same time, we're collecting a lot of data on that kind of stuff with our audience. I have talks with fans all the time about stuff. Um, and I think if more people heard that part of our culture, they yeah. would look at our culture 
in a, in a new light, you know. And I think seeing our culture in a new light every few years is it should happen. Every few years there should be another shift, another shift because yeah. if not we're just being stagnant and we're holding exactly. on to a time that mattered maybe to you at the at that point or to me or somebody else but holding on to any time at all is is ridiculous like you it's only it's just a thought you know like you can't you're not really doing that we're not really keeping like say like the 90s alive or the 2000s (laughs) we can't do that yeah you know like it's impossible things are going to change and i want hip-hop to be okay with change you know like I i want us to be okay with that stop beating each other up stop judging each other on shit like um not everybody expresses like their art in the same way and to put value on that that art is, is ridiculous the value isn't decided by the people who create it it's by the people who take it in you know so if you make it shut the fuck up <laughs> you know what i mean like <laughs> yeah. put it out and 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 let them decide if you're really about this life because that's the risk that's the fear that's the big thing when you drop your project you know like and now it's out there and now they're going to say what they're going to say they're going to they're going to play it if they want to play it they're going to do what they want to do um and that's the end of our job we should go back to work right after that put it out and then go that's what i'm doing i'm right back Mm -hmm. in the studio trying to do it again it can't ever stop so i don't really have time to think about like who likes it or who doesn't you know if you like it i love you if you don't like it i don't know you so that's it you know that's as much as i feel about it dope man that's deep um yeah well man thank you obviously we talk to each other every day it's kind of weird but anyways i'll obviously talk to you soon but thank (laughs) you man um obviously i I like giving the the roses where you can still smell them so obviously I, i always tell you this but i appreciate everything um for believing in my potential so i do appreciate that and obviously for sitting down with me discussing your your project i'm happy for you i'm happy that like people are like loving the project so that's dope to see like when we when you win we all win so um congrats on your release man thank you man all right yeah thank you for having me on and yeah i'm super proud of you so thank you keep everything up thank you man all right well we'll get out of here real quick um I uh, just wanted to thank everybody again for watching this episode. Again, Nightmare on Sedgwick Avenue podcast. You can follow me at 7 Octobers. You can follow Kill C. Ray at Kill C. Ray on Instagram and then our platformcollection.com or at platformcollection on Instagram. Um, and yeah, thank you guys and have a great uh, week. Peace. <laughs>